welcome back everyone to the quiz up podcast i'm your host michael and this is my beautiful co-host amanda um we're glad you can make it we are super excited for today's episode because i have this new software and i'm going to be able to actually record my screen so that way you guys can see um what i'm talking about if you're watching the video if not i'm going to try and describe it um as best as I can, if you hear me scratch, my goatee is itchy, so sorry about that. Um, but yeah, um, as you can see, or not really see right now, we'll get to it in just a second. Um, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about grilling uh, as we con continuing down our path of the cooking methods. We're also going to be talking about um, reverse searing and what that is. We're going to be showing you um, a video uh, if you follow our our Instagram and our Facebook pages or Twitter, you'll see that we had posted a video or a picture of a lovely, beautiful tomahawk steak um, that I reverse seared uh, in my pellet grill smoker. And yeah, it was super delicious. We are, or I had it for, for lunch, like I cut it up and I put it on a salad uh, for lunch this week. So that was pretty good. And yeah, this is our second recording because in the middle of the first recording, um, our thing crashed. So yeah, our recording crashed. So we only had, oh, we didn't even have a recording. We just had the video recording. So that was fun. Yeah. So see if we're, if we seem out of out of place or you know tired it's because we just got off of a, a fork three hours ago and we just put our son to sleep so bear with us um mm -hmm. we might make it a quick episode but yeah um i actually do want i'm glad that it kind of did mess up because i forgot to touch on something um because last week our our camera died and we're gonna try and talk a little bit faster and i wanted to continue about uh the um the paleo diet and i don't know how much i can't remember exactly how much i covered of it but um, I'm going to just kind of give a, a brief recap on it. So the paleo diet, uh, it consists of only eating things that were found that the cavemen were able to, um, hunt and forage for back in the, uh, paleo paleolithic era. Um, so that included like grass fed and it's, tra it's traditionally organic, like grass fed and, um, no added extra preservatives or anything like that. So, you know, it, I think it cut out, um, cut out dairy i think i was pretty sure it was dairy but yeah mm -hmm. so you uh you know you eat your your vegetables your fruits your grass-fed meats you know uh cows and pigs and stuff like that chigs chigs chicks chickens i'm tired Chig. <laughs> chigs chicken pigs wait but can't you um have organic milk or is that still not paleo i don't know i i i, I can't remember it's expensive yeah. it's expensive yeah. yeah but yeah so there's that brief brief little recap i can't remember exactly what all i said last week because i have dad brain if you are a dad you know what i'm talking about um and if you're not you could be suffering from you'll dad. learn yeah you'll learn eventually <laughs> Day. If not, if you already have it, then you know it is what it is. You gotta live with it. Yeah. But um, let's see. I'm gonna start this recording. Let's see if if it pops up here. Let me go ahead and start this. Yeah. 
and yeah so as you can see i have my screen up um so i have a ribeye here and what i did was actually before i go to this i'm going to show you this to explain it so what i did was a reverse sear and um if you want to pause this and read it you can i'm just gonna i'm gonna basically just describe whatever it says because it's probably what i'm saying right now so reverse searing is whenever you are cooking a steak slowly in either an oven or a smoker or a grill yeah whenever you're doing it in a grill you're basically doing it in an oven because like oh, okay. to me to me what i describe an oven as and is like Whenever you're cooking oh, something, oh no, in I a meant like a barbecue, or is that the same thing? I mean, it's yes, yeah, pretty much the same thing. But okay. like, but like, what what it, I consider it as like an oven because uh, if it's in an enclosed environment, so like, and at a, at, a, at a lower temperature or whatever, I consider it an oven. So like, my my smoker, uh, well, my smoker is a smoker grill. So yeah, that's not the point. The point is you're mm -hmm. you're bringing it up to your temperature. So for me, I did it like medium rare. Um, so it was at, uh, 122 and you'll see that in the video is at 122. I brought it up from, uh, room temperature up to 122. And, um, after that I cranked my smoker up to 500 degrees and I seared it on both sides for a minute and a half, roughly about a minute and a half. Um, and you can do it longer depending on how you like your steaks cooked. There's actually a chart right here, um, on the temperatures. And these are just like ranges so like from 125 to 130 is like rare uh is, you know like rare and then 130 to 135 is medium rare 135 to 140 is like medium as you can see uh 140 to 150 that's where you start to get your medium wells and then your well done is like 150 to above but i know some people who like to eat their steaks and they like to eat them like wood. hockey pucks yeah wood leather <laughs> and like you can't even argue with them because they're still chewing halfway through the, the argument, but <laughs> yeah. So we'll go through the steps here. Um, and then I'll show you our video. So, uh, like right here says step one, find you a good quality piece of steak worthy of your time. Um, yeah, those are, uh, typically when I see these done, I see them done as, uh, as ribeye steaks. I see, uh, New York, New York strips, uh, done like this. Um, what else? Um, I don't think I've seen anyone do a fillet because. Are you able to do it with pork too? Yeah, you can do this with pork. You can do this with. Uh, and chicken. Can you, you do it with chicken? You can do it with chicken, but you have to do it. Uh, you, chicken has to be cooked all the way, because it's chicken. You don't. You want to get salmonella. You yeah. can eat pork to temperature too. Just be careful because, um, pigs eat cooked garbage basically, and you don't want to get sick. Garbage meat. Yeah, you also want to make sure that you're doing everything like properly because if you leave it out for an extensive amount of time or something like that, then you can get sick. But that's another conversation for another day. Mm -hmm. um, so right here, uh, what do you call it? See, so even right here it says, I like tomahawks or bone-in ribeye. So right here, uh, this is a tomahawk. As you can see, this is the the bone for the rib, the rib loin. Uh, so if you were to cut this off, it would be a bone in ribeye and with it, it is a tomahawk steak because this is a handle for your tomahawk and the meat right here is shape the shape of an X. So there's that. And then, um, and I'm not sure how good you can see this on my screen. Hopefully you can see it pretty well. 
But uh, this is what I used. It was 20 bucks at Kroger. It was on sale, so I got it. Impulse buy. Sue me. Um, step two, you'll need some of your favorite uh, beef rub. I used um, Killer Hogs Barbecue Rub and Killer Hogs AP Seasoning. Um, if you don't know who he is, check him out on YouTube, How to Barbecue Right. He's a good guy. Um, honestly, if I can reach out to them, out to him and he can get on the podcast, that would be awesome. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to talk to him and just let him know. Let you fangirl a little bit. Fangirl. I wouldn't fangirl. I'd fanboy, Minnie. Fangirl. You assuming genders over here get you canceled for 2021. Yeah, okay. Um... But yeah, um, get your favorite rub. I used his. Um, then it's it's you know personal preference. Whatever you guys like to use. There's no perfect rub. There's no one rub that's better than the others. Um, it's just how you perceive it. You know, it's your personal preference. So I hope I use the word perceive right. I'm trying to learn new words because my um, vocabulary my vocabulary is eeny beeny bitsy witsy yellow polka dot bikini. Yeah. Um, preheat, preheat your weapon of choice. And that means just whatever you want to use. If you want to use your smoker, if you want to use your, uh, pellet grill smoker, if you want to use your oven, it's whatever you want to use. So I, I knew that what I was, it's going to cause a lot of smoke because of, um, not just smoke, but like from the oil heating up, it's going to got a lot, cause a lot of smoke. I didn't feel like setting up fire detectors or any, or fire alarms or anything like that. So I was outside. Um, yeah, so after that, uh, like right there, it says 275, so I had my steak in there, 275, after I seasoned it, and um, I'm going to show you, you need to season, if it's a thick piece of meat, you're going to have to season it, season it pretty, like, liberally, like, you want to make sure that every bit is covered, um, or as much as you can get covered, because once it gets, uh, once it's, like, gets a certain, past, past a certain level of thickness, um, you're going to need more seasoning to compensate for what's not getting drawn into the meat you know what i mean so um let's see so you put your put your meat in at um and you're like it's right here right right here it says cooker smoker um using indirect heat so with my smoker pellet grill smoker the hottest part is in the middle um and it's different with everyone's smokers it depends on where your where your hot box is i think that's what it's called but wherever that box is that the actual heat's coming from um i know that with um offset smokers um one side's going to be hotter because of how it's built you know it's you have your like grill area smoker area but then on one of the sides you have the smoke box so that's going to be your hottest part of the of the grill it's going to be closer whatever is closer to the smoke box which is where all the heat's coming from that's going to be what your hottest part mm -hmm. so you're going to what you want to going to cook the do is cook this slowly because you don't want those fats to melt just yet you know we're going to want those fats to melt whenever we cook it like in the skillet and mm -hmm. in to, the yeah cast in, in the cast iron and um and yeah so uh, I placed mine more towards the right. That's where the coldest part of my grill is because that's where um, that's where the heat is coming out. So okay. it's more it's hotter in the middle. It's less hot on the far left and it's the least hot on the far right. So that's where I put mine. Um, you cook your steak to whatever temperature you like. Like I said, I'm a medium rare kind of guy, but you're going to be cooking this 
you want to do it less than what you would do, probably like a temperature lower than what you want it to be. So I left it rare because whenever I cook it in the skillet, it's going to cook up a few more degrees. Mm -hmm. So cook it rare, depending on, for me, that's what I did. And then um, after that, I got my smoker, turned up the heat to 500 degrees, chucked my cast iron skillet, a cast iron skillet um, that I just had that was big enough to hold the pan or, you know, hold the actual steak. Yeah. And um, let's see what it got here. And then internal temperature. Yep. Got that. Um, yeah. I seared it on both sides, about a minute and a half each. And then I'll, sh in the video, I'll show you, um, I'll show you how it came out. It came out pretty good. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, look, it even says right here, get your smoker slash uh, cooker uh, or a cast iron skillet if you've used your oven. I, I mean, yeah, you don't even have to use a a, a skillet. If you have a grill, uh, you can do the. You, it works the same way with a grill because oh. um, I know there's a there's on my grill. I don't know if this is on. I mean, I'm sure it is because I'm sure it's not just on one particular grill. But on my grill, there's a little um, piece of metal that you can slide over that allows the flames from the from the box to actually touch and kiss the steak so that way that direct flame touching the steak melts those fats and it caramelizes those sugars on the steak and it gets it um nice and crispy and cooked so mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a cast iron skillet give me a grill whatever you want to do i just did it because that's what i've always done i like cast irons sue me um after that rest it i rested mine for about five or ten minutes um yeah, so you, what that does, it allows, if you cut into a, a hot steak like that, um, all those juices are just going to run out. So what you want to do is you want to allow those juices to be, like, absorbed back, in, back into the steak, and then it makes for a better, juicier steak. So, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's that. That's on reverse searing. We're going to go into our video here, and... Let's see four minutes we got yeah, we're good so um as you can see here i got my my um tomahawk i'm gonna try and let the video play and i'm gonna try and describe as i'm going on so uh i'm putting oil on here right now and that's just as used as a binder and um yeah i don't want to put too much because as you can see there's a lot of fat on there i didn't care about trimming it because it was for me yeah, I've, you know, if I was actually preparing this for somebody or if I was making it in a restaurant, I would have trimmed off a little bit of the fat. And uh, you might see a little bit of gray on there. That's just oxidiz oxidization. It's not bad or rotten or anything. So mm. wiping off my hands. And then what you're going to see me do is I'm going to lay out a line of seasoning on the cutting board. Um, that's going to be for the edges. Uh, that's the Killer Hogs Barber. That's his AP, uh, AP seasoning. It's really good. I've used it on like potatoes, veggies, and um and other things like that everything everything yeah <laughs> yeah and like that's just like my go-to but uh you're gonna see how much seasoning i'm putting on here and you might think it's a lot but honestly i think it needed even a little bit more like just a touch more yeah. mm -hmm. whenever i was eating it for lunch uh, this week it tasted like it just needed a little bit more but other than that it was good um so you can see i coated the whole thing and this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna roll the the edge on there and so that way i can get the the edge even uh seasoned mm -hmm. and 
put on the other seasoning here. This is his barbecue rub. I want to get his Nashville hot rub. He has like a um, like a spicy rub. So I want to get that hot rub and kind of see okay. what that's doing. You also have to try that other seasoning place I sent you. Yeah, she sent me a seasoning thing. It was pretty good. So, oh no, battery's going dead. Let's try and get this on the roll. So, <laughs> so as you can see, I put in the... Um, the probe, put it right in the middle because I wanted it to be um, as accurate as I could. So I did that, and uh, I put it in there, five, like I said, 275 degrees, pulling it off now. I was in there for about like 45 minutes to an hour, and that's what it looks like. It, you can see it has a dry surface, and that's good because that's what we want. We want that dryness on there, so that way whenever we put it in the skillet, it gets nice and it gets caramelized. So, uh, you hear that? I hope you can hear it. If you can't hear it, um, it's the pan is screaming and hollering at me and it's cheering me on. It's telling me we're hot enough, put it in there and I have it directly over because I, I want it to be as, as in the hot spot. Now you can see the little bit of caramelization I have right there. Um, let's see what else we got. Here's the steak. I'm going to get a close up for you. So you can see all these sugars caramelized very nicely. Um, right here, you got a few of the darker spots. But that's that's where the pan was touching. Um, or that's where the meat was touching the pan the most. There was that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I'm going to cut into it. Let me skip to that part. I'm trimming the, the meat from the bone. So there's that. And this right here is where we are... Get that's that's That right there, that's where your rib would be. So your beef ribs, that's where that would be. And... Yeah, and then this is your ribeye, your cutter ribeye right there. I'm gonna slice into it, and come on, pull up the piece. Let mm. it focus. Mm, that's good. <laughs> All right. So as you can see, it's not perfect edge to edge pink, but um, you know, you it's kind of the little edge like right there. It's like where it cooked a little bit, and then you have the pink, and then. Same on the other side. You have the little smoke ring right there, and then they cooked a little bit, and then the pink. So that's how I reverse seared my steak. And, yeah. Um, next, we're going to get into um, uh, not really T-bone steaks. I'm not feeling like that. We'll get into uh, the dangerous side effects of eating canned soups uh, according to science. So stay tuned. All right, and we're back. Um, our camera died yesterday during the middle of us recording. You can probably tell because I was kind of rushing through some things, kind of rushing through the, the last bit. Um, but, yeah, you know. Um, so what I was saying, well, I mean, I guess you guys already know what I was saying because whenever this is edited, it's going to be, like, normal. So, um, yeah. Next thing we're going to talk about, let me go ahead and pull it up on the screen. Um, dangerous side effects of eating canned soup, according to science. Um, so, yeah, there's a, I mean, and you know, there's not, this isn't just like with canned soups or anything like that. This is anything um, with that's been highly processed. And that's another good thing about that paleo diet that I was telling you guys about. Um, it helps a ton with uh, your digestive tract because you're eating more of those um, whole foods, those organic foods that don't um, have a lot of those things that 
make it um, highly processed. Like all those things. Like if you ever look on a label and you start, you know, it'll start off normal like salt, spices, pepper, and then it gets into stuff like xanthan gum and and hydrochlor. I mean, it's all a bunch of like stuff like that you'd think you'd see in a, like a science textbook or something like that. But those are just like preservatives and they help, they, they help it stay on the shelf longer. But you know, if I, if I can't pronounce it, then I don't trust it as much going in my body. <laughs> but I mean, that doesn't stop me from eating things like ketchup or, you know, mayonnaise or anything like that. But it's just like with the paleo, paleo diet, you don't really have to worry about what you're eating because it's all fresh, you know? So yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, so dangerous side effects of eating canned soup, um, bloating. Um, if you've ever, and right here says it's while it's not dangerous, it can be uncomfortable. And if you don't know what bloating is, it's like the, the feeling of like, you know how you feel after you eat like three plates of Thanksgiving food and you you, you feel like you're all stuffed and you're about to burst into a bajillion pieces or whatever. That's what it's referring to. Um, says canned soups is a category of some of the saltiest fast foods or um, not fast food saltiest foods and it says an average serving of the canned soup containing um around 600 to 700 milligrams of uh, sodium that is a ton of sodium like yeah it's ridiculous uh i know like how much is in ramen because i know ramen is the worst of soups yeah no yeah i mean well i mean at least it's not like I mean, if you don't add the packet, it takes away some of the salt, but yeah. it still has a lot of salt. 875 yeah. <laughs> milligrams. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, who doesn't love ramen? Come on now. But still, yeah. um, I think it's still, I mean, I'm not saying health wise is better for you. Like just in comparison to these canned soups, well, the preservatives, I think it is better than you because mm-hmm. it's dry and <clears throat> they don't necessarily need all those preservatives for something that's dry. Um, as opposed to needing preservatives for something that's wet, like the soups. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know that's a ton of sodium. So, um, oh, also right here I'm reading it's and that's only for half a can. So, like an average, so that's like almost that's twelve to fourteen hundred milligrams of sodium in one can of soup. And most people I know, I don't, I've never seen anybody heat up half a can of soup. I always see them heat up the whole thing. So, um, and also what that sodium does too is like, uh, have you ever? seen like um what do you call it? You, it was one one thing that salt does whenever you put it on meats or around a liquid or whatever it absorbs that that uh the liquid so like let's say if you let's say if i took a steak and i put salt on it and i let it sit there for like 30 minutes you're gonna see that steak starting to sweat and that's the salt pulling the moisture out of the meat and uh, the salt is going into the meat so if you can imagine what do what that much salt would do to your body and that much sodium you would get dehydrated you know so like if you ever seen you know how that why they say like you can't drink like if you're stranded on an island don't drink the ocean water because if you drink it it's just going to dehydrate you faster mm-hmm. and that, that's because all that salt is drawing the moisture out of your body so you know that's that's ridiculous and how much sodium that is you know so next one obesity um this isn't Obesity is not like something that is just from these soups. Obesity is like really from, you know, anything, you know, mm-hmm. fast food restaurants, just eating too much in general. Yeah. Um, lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. Lifestyle choices, uh, high calorie intake if in no, you know, like low um, physical activity and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. that's um, 
So this isn't something that's just with these canned, um, these canned soups. So mm-hmm. let's see. Hypertension. Uh, average can of soup contains between 1,400 and 1,800 milligrams of sodium, which is what we just said before. Um, I hear it says even if you stick to the serving size uh, of a half cup, you're still getting that um, 890 milligrams of salt or so. And you know that's that's just crazy because yeah, it's like you don't need that much salt. Like at least what they could do is lower the amount of sodium in it, and then if someone prefers to add more salt to it, then they can do it themselves. But like at least give them that choice, because I know especially because like whenever I was a kid. Um, like right here, it's a can of chicken noodle soup. I used to like the Campbell's chicken noodle soup commercials and like where they're like, they slurp the noodles and like the noodles are all in like a pool party in your mouth. And, you know, they're all squiggling around and their little noodle stuff. And it's just bad. And you don't realize it as a kid because you see them on TV and the way they market it on, on commercials, you know, it's like, Oh, I want to have a a party in my mouth with noodles and chicken and <laughs> the same thing with the spaghettios yeah. the spaghettios commercial where they have uh oh yeah the meatball dj and they're like spaghettios uh-oh or something you know so <laughs> yeah. it's like you know yeah. and chef boy rd yeah chef boy rd that little yeah. can that followed him uh followed that little girl all the way home first that's crazy to think about you know if I was a parent and I told my daughter no, or I'm sorry, well, my son, but in the video, the daughter, a little girl, and I told my son no on a soup, and he just so happened to have that soup whenever we got to the house, I am going to do one of two things. I'm going to um, suspect him of being a thief and stealing that soup because I specifically remember putting it back, or I think that someone's stalking us and they gave her that soup to hand to me to distract me so they can kill me but um yeah yeah it's shady 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 brooks mm-hmm. i'm sad if you're in columbia shady <laughs> shady brooks um is a movie theater here in columbia tennessee and they're they they're shutting they shut down yeah on christmas of, yeah on christmas because of covid because they weren't getting you know no movies came out last year and that was a bummer mm-hmm. you know covid sucks hopefully we can get back to a new normal pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, weight gain and heart disease risk factors. Um, and th- uh, this this article is specifically for soups, but I think this can go for just a lot of the processed foods that are out there, you know. Because, um, like I said, all the stuff that they put in there, all the... the uh, I also feel like the whole list is just stating the same thing that it just has a bunch of salt in it. Yeah. <laughs> each, I, I, was each point. That, I was noticing that too. Yeah. You know, look at, see right here, it says, uh, same 720 thing. milligrams <laughs> of sodium. So like, yeah, all this stuff is just like the same and pretty much. And all of the, all of these, the, all the, like the sodium things, they can kind of lead to each other. And, and, you know, just, you just, you just gotta eat healthier just yeah. as a, as a whole. And it's hard out there because people, they, if you go to go out to a restaurant, they have healthier items, but like, I mean, like some, most restaurants, they have healthy items, like, you know, but most of them, there's like salads. Um, and if you, let's say like, let's see, what's a good restaurant, a good example. Like a fast food restaurant well, or. Well, I mean, well, no, fast food is just absolutely or like terrible for you. A decent sit down restaurant. Yeah. Like Olive Garden or something. Uh, uh, no, because Olive Garden has pasta and pasta is, you know. Or um, Chili's. 
No, I'm gonna say Sperry's because Sperry's. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, if you don't know, Sperry's is a restaurant in Cool Springs, Tennessee, um, and they're like more of like upscale fine dining. And by fine dining, I mean like it's not like something you'd find in like Nashville, but it's like pretty. It's pretty expensive, but you're getting what you're paying for. You know, you're getting good quality food and a nice atmosphere. It's a good place to celebrate a birthday, uh, anniversary. Um, yeah, that seems to be like our go-to place for anniversaries mm, yeah, <laughs> every we've been, single time. Yeah, we've been there a few times. We went there the day before we had our son as our little last date alone. Um, we went there for our... One month. Yeah, our one when month. When we were dating. When we were dating. And then also our... First anniversary. <laughs> yeah, was it our first anniversary? Yeah. Yeah, our first anniversary. We went there. Yeah. And all those times they were good you know it's like i enjoyed mm-hmm. it but their menu um it it's one of the healthier menus that i've seen because all the foods are grilled and we're going to talk about grilling in just a second um their foods are grilled they have uh steamed vegetables sauteed vegetables um salad bar. salad bar I mean, okay so here's the thing about salads they can be healthy until you start packing on like cheese like cheese Sauce. and bacon and all the ranch and blue cheese and, and croutons croutons and yeah. you know the 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 best way to have a salad is to make sure you have an even amount of um not even even but like you know main most of it's lettuce and then you have your protein in there if you want it and then if you want some fruit i've been craving for some reason i've been craving a a chicken salad a grilled chicken salad with like cut up strawberries and like mandarins. Yeah, mandarins, stuff like that. Something yeah. kind of fruity in there, maybe like some apple slices yeah. or something. I, I feel like know. I heard somewhere I was just like, if your plate is colorful, then you know it's healthy. Like that makes sense. It's good for you. Yeah, that, yeah. Makes, that makes sense. Like if you have like fruits and vegetables and all the nice bright colors of i don't know i want some fruit now yeah it <laughs> sounds good yeah some grapes not good. no not some grapes i want to try those grapes with the <laughs> you melt the jelly ranchers and then you dip it oh, in the jelly yeah, rancher yeah, 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 and then yeah. you put it um you put smart crushed up smarties or pop rocks that's not healthy but yeah no it's not healthy it kind of ruins the whole point yeah. of but I still, I'll see if I can find what she's talking about. I still want those. They call them crack grapes. Crack grapes? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um. Let's see. I don't think I'm going to watch this whole eight minute. I'll watch the five minute video. Let's see if I can get. It's kind of like the thing that's been going around where they dip the strawberries in the sugar. Mm-hmm. And then. They just like get hard and you just. It does look kind of good right there, but I feel like it'd just be too much with all the. I feel like if you do like maybe like one flavor, like all the blues or all the pinks or all the reds. Or I think I would rather just do the sugar and then put like the crushed up Smarties or yeah. something instead of having Jolly Rancher. Jolly Ranchers can be dangerous. Yeah, one Jolly Rancher has Mess like. Mess up your teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. But like <laughs> yeah. one Jolly Rancher, I think it has like. Like seventy or not isn't like seventy or ninety calories, and I can sit there and I'm the type of person. And if you hate me for it, it is what it is. But I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm the type of person like whenever I have like a hard candy or a sucker, I don't suck on it. I just chew it and I crunch on it and whatever. It makes my teeth strong. 
drives me nuts. Yeah, no, yeah, it drives her absolutely crazy because I don't know why, but. Oh, but back to like the canned foods. I thought that they were going to add like they could be dangerous because like the metals inside the can that well, they have. It, I think. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think there's like a plastic film on the inside. It could be it could be that or like let me I'm going to look it up. Cuz it's like I remember when I was pregnant I would always look up can I eat canned this canned that and they'd say there's like metal that's dangerous for me but I don't know. So there isn't soda cans right here it says there's uh typically there's a poly- polymer plastic lining uh, and soda cans, and this coating shields the aluminum foil from the soda that prevents them from reacting together. Uh, every soda has a hidden liner inside to prevent. And I think someone did this. Like they did something that, like, um, here, let me see if I can pull up an image of it. Yeah, so you can see right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is the same thing right here too. Is like there's like some kind of plastic to keep it from reacting. So I think that there's no, um, you know what I mean? Like you can see. Let me, let me pull this picture up. Like, you can see right here. I don't know if it's because I don't know cans to be white, but I think that's, like, some kind of coating that mm-hmm. goes into the can to keep it from getting involved with that metal. Mm. So, there's that. Okay. But, yep. Um, let's see here. Oh, man, I just exited out of it. One sec. Oh, the crack grapes. Huh? Was the that crack grapes? grapes? Yeah, you exited out of crack grapes. Okay, well, um, we're gonna talk about grilling. <laughs> um, I'll pull these pictures up here in just a second. Grilling. Grilling. <laughs> and Wikipedia is not the best, but it'll do for now. Um, so if you want to pause and read this, uh, go ahead. But if not, uh, I'm going to explain it. Um, so grilling is another form of, of, uh, the dry cooking methods and it involves the heat source coming from the bottom. So you have grilling and broiling. Uh, the broiling is the exact opposite where the heat source is coming from the top. Um, grilling is from the bottom. There are different types of grills. I think that's what I had up here too. So let me go ahead and put pull up that, um, in restaurants, the the and there, I'm sure there's more, but the only ones that I've ever worked with are um, uh, charbroil grills and flat top grills. I've, I know that there's like other grills out there, but that's the only ones I've worked with. Um, but charbroil is like uh, let me find one. I mean, that's not a good picture, right here. So if you're looking for a grill, here you go. Um, charbroil is like, you know, you have the heat coming from the bottom right here. You have the on and off switch, and then you can see the pilot light. Most of the time, you have to light the pilot, and then once you uh, turn this on, there's a long tube that goes through the back. Of the, can, it, can I, like, move this without? So there's a long tube that has little holes in it that whenever you turn this dial right here, um, the the gas starts to go through from the source and goes through into the pipes and emits from the little holes and then when uh the pilot will 
light it, it goes through, and then it starts to heat up. And each grill is different. You have to see, because uh, as you can see, it just says on and off, and it has like a little bar that kind of gets, um, you know, smaller and some, from small to large, I guess. And you have to figure out the temperatures of each grill. I know at uh, at one of the restaurants I worked at, all the way um, was like 400 degrees, and then there's like at Marcy Joe's, if you have it on all the way, it's it's crazy hot. Like, it's hotter than anything that I've ever worked with. But, uh, so yeah, there's that. There's that type of grill. Um, and then there's a flat top grill. Let me pull up that. Uh, and a flat top grill is essentially, it's the same thing. But the only difference is instead of having the, um, those, those grill grates. See right here. Let me pull up images and. Get a good one that you see in most kitchens. Right here. Boy, if you don't click on this image. Why are you being difficult? All right. <laughs> So as you can see, uh, it's the same concept that you know you have the like the little long the uh, elongated tubes back there and with the holes and you turn the knob and the gas comes out. But instead of um, having those grates, you have this flat surface here. I prefer uh, flat flat top surfaces because you can uh, you can there's much more variety of stuff that you can do with it. Because like on on a charbroil grill, you're limited to what you can do as far as um, you know. You can't, I mean, you can do like some vegetables, but you can't, like, you have to be careful because they can uh, fall through the cracks. You know what I mean? So, like, and like on flat tops, you can do pancakes, eggs, you can do, um, I mean, if you wanted to, oh, you can do pizzas on charbroils too. I did a, we did a, a pizza. This one also looks like Marcy Joe's um, flat top, but a little smaller. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's different types of flat tops, different sizes for whatever suits your needs. I know they have them to where they can fit inside, like, fast food trucks, and, you know, they have them to where they're, you know, five feet long. They're pretty big, mm. so. Um, yeah, I but like I said, I like these because you can utilize you can utilize them more, uh, like I said, uh, eggs, pancakes, uh, Philly cheesesteaks, carne asada tacos. You ever see those TikTok videos where like they're making like the the big giant quesadillas where they're dipping it in the juice and they're frying it and they fry the cheese on it and stuff like that? Oh my gosh, those look so good. Mm -hmm. I want one so bad. Uh, you can't really do that on a um, charbroil because if you sprinkle cheese on it, it's just gonna fall through the yeah. cracks. But then I do like the charbroil grills because <clears throat> you can get these beautiful you know steak marks, uh, grill marks right here. So like. Uh, it some of these are like not too great yeah that um, looks a little like this one like the grill marks they look uneven and i don't know how but this steak right here is like g completely almost gray in the middle but then the steak marks are right there like at least on like on this one right here like you got a nice and and this one is because this is one of the things that they use in um uh steak cooking competitions this little special grate right here and this allows you uh there's a spatula that looks like a giant fork almost and it fits perfectly in between these little grooves right here because the the grate this is right here that's the part that's getting like super hot and as you can see these white coals right here 
those those are the coals you want to look for in your grilling. If you're using a charcoal grill, a lot of times what I see people do is they'll grill, but then whenever they're grilling, um, they do it while the coals are still black and they're on fire. That's not what you want to do. You want to burn the coals, make sure they're white and they're actually, um, they're like little embers, little pieces of charcoal that are white and gray and a little orange. That's whenever it's going to be the hottest because it's already burned and, you know, it's, it's starting to get there. But then, um, and there's a tool that they use because I know some people, everyone does it differently. There's a tool, it's like a giant metal cylinder and you put a little fire cube starter in the bottom of it and you light it and you, once you put your coal in there, it, the wax cube or little, it'll be like a little thing of hay. Uh, it just completely catches, catches everything on fire, 15, 20 minutes, your coals are good, you pour it in the the box, whatever you do, you're doing, and then boom, you let it heat up. Um, but yeah, those are nice grill marks. Uh, it's also good because, you know, you have color on the inside of these steaks right here. So not only do you have nice grill marks, but you have nice color on the rest of the steak too, compared to this one. It's all gray. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. It doesn't look good. Yeah. And then this one, um, I mean, they're decent grill marks, but uh, it's those like... Are like orderly. Like, well, the, the, I don't know. No, it's no, no. Like, they're the same thing. It's just the the angle that it's at. So like, yeah, they're squares yeah, instead they're, of diamonds. Yeah. So like, if it was just tilted a little bit, and actually here, this is a good good example. So what you would do is you would put it on one way. At uh, I think the let's see what they say. It says forty five angles. I typically do uh, ten and two, so ten o'clock and two o'clock. So I'll do ten o'clock. I'll flip it like this. Then after that, I'll do two o'clock and then I'll flip it again and then boom. And you want to do, you want to do it for even, uh, even time. So like if you do it for two minutes, let's say if you have to cook it, if you want to cook a steak like medium rare, depending on the thickness, let's like takes like, what, like three, four minutes aside, something like that, depending mm -hmm. on the heat and the thickness of the steak. Um, you do a minute and a half, two minutes on one side, flip it minute and a half, two minutes on the other side, turn it, minute and a half, two minutes, that side, and then flip it, minute and a half, two minutes, and then you're done. So there's that. Okay. That's on getting your steaks uh, properly <laughs> seasoned. What else we got here? I think that's it, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, not really. I can still go on. Uh, so yeah, give me just one second. I'm gonna pull up some stuff here and we will get to it. So yeah, to continue um, what other girls that we have here, uh, I'm gonna try and find pictures of them as we go along. Um, and these aren't uh, these aren't the only grills. These are just the ones that I've, I've come into contact with and that I've actually used. Um, Cause I can't give you accurate information on them if I've never used them, so. Um, this is uh, your regular like charcoal or charcoal, your charcoal grill um, that you might see at Walmart. They might have them for like 30, 50 bucks at Walmart, and they're good. Um, if you're looking for something that's cheap just to use, like maybe like once every now and then, like maybe once every two weeks. But if you're gonna be like doing more like you know grilling and smoking or cooking every week, um, and by smoking, I'll show you what I mean in just a second. Um, then you might want to actually invest your money into something, um, especially. If you're trying to like run like a little business or whatever, like if you're trying to do like a little 
home barbecue or home grilled chicken or something like that and you have to have more um space to work with so that way you can get more yield out of it get more food like this one has this one right here has two racks so um it looks like it has two sides too so you have this side and it goes back you can see how they have like a thing of ribs right there like one two racks of ribs maybe mm. maybe four so if you think like eight racks of ribs right there then you know you're good to go um but yeah so you want to this is our, your charcoal grill um and they 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 look come in other like different shapes and sizes so that's like one that you might see at um walmart or target and then here's a longer one this looks like i know some of them what they do is they'll get a barrel like a metal barrel and they'll cut it in half and put some hinges on there um heat treat it so that way you know it doesn't um burn and they you probably have to depending on where you got it you'll probably have to do an initial burn on it anyways just to make sure that any debris that's harmful to for ingestion is burned off and killed uh mm -hmm. and destroyed and everything um, but yeah, this one, I mean, this is not half a barrel, but you know, it looks like it, you know, you got the little grate that goes right there. So they probably just put their coals in there. Um, this right here looks like a, a propane gas grill. Um, and those are, these are good. The only thing that I don't care about them for is, uh, sometimes propane can get a little pricey mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah, so that's not something that. I look forward to like, you know, I think like what it I mean like and it costs 15 maybe like 15 20 bucks to get it refilled or if you have like the replacement or whatever but it's not something that I would go out of my way and go do. Yeah. You know, just cuz I, I depending on how long you use it, you know, it might uh use too much of the gas and then you have to go spend money like more money. So mm -hmm. and they're around like 50 60 dollars. What brand new? For propane, yeah. With the tank yeah mm. i think so yeah but i mean that's just like that one time but then like yeah you know it's like 15 20 bucks to get it replaced yeah um this grill right here uh, if it's what i think it is uh this is a a combo grill so on the left side right here you have your propane uh gas and i think i don't know where they would put a tank i think on the bottom yeah this might be under the, yeah some some places some grills uh they like right here no where'd it go Oh, maybe it does the pipe thingy. See, like this one right here yeah. has like a little stand and, um, you know, has the pipe going through and it has your little ignition button. And mm -hmm. yeah, so there's that. Um, but this other one right here, this is uh, one side you can use gas. The other side you can use <clears throat> uh, charcoal or wood, wood chunks, wood logs if you want to use. Um, yeah, there's that. There's uh, also pellet grills. Let me see if I can find one. Uh, let me see uh -huh. right here. Uh, this is a Traeger. Traeger is really good brand. I don't have it, but I see a lot of people that use it. Um, and this is a smoker grill, uh, pellet grill sm uh, slash smoker. And what I find with um, and I have a pellet smoker. I have a pit pit boss. And what I find with these is that they're definitely great for convenience if you want to set it and forget it and you know. Um, you know, just you don't want to have to babysit anything because, like, with the other ones, you have to monitor the temperature. You have to make sure that, um, if you're if you need another chunk of wood, you you know throw it in there and everything. But 
I think just smoking in general or even grilling, I think that just comes along with the job because, you know, you're getting what you're putting into it. And as whenever you're with a pellet smoker, you're trading flavor for convenience. And like I've seen uh, videos of like, let's say if I do a brisket or something like actually I did a brisket today for um, Super Bowl. And I know that um, whenever I did it, I got less of a bark on my, on my, on my brisket. Like, you know how people are all obsessed with brisket burn ends and, you know, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it, for me, whenever I did it, uh, it just didn't have that, that smoky flavor that I wanted. And, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but it's a, it's a great grill and a great, uh, like smoker for convenience. But as far as like, if you're like doing a competition or if you're doing something, uh, to where you want to have more of a smoky flavor, um, I would definitely try and get something more of like an actual smoker, like an offset smoker, which is this right here. Um, here's a little box. This is where you would have your coals and your um, your heat source. So uh, if you're using all wood logs, that's where you could put them right there. Most times what I see people do is they'll get a charcoal. They'll get them and they'll burn them to the where like they're white, like I was telling you guys earlier. Then they'll get like a wood chunk or a wood log and they'll just toss it on there. Or there'll be like a little grate inside here and they'll put it on the grate so that way it doesn't like necessarily catch, but it'll emit smoke. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, pellet grills are nice. I do like them for the grills and they are convenient uh, smokers. But like I said, you're trading that convenience for, you're trading that flavor for convenience. So that's all I have to say about that. Mm. Um, what else we got? I think that's all the ones I've worked with, honestly. Yeah. Oh, this is nice. Look at this right here. This is another smoker slash grill. Um, I think it's called a, a Kamado grill. I'm not sure. I've never worked with it. I've only seen them. But if you ever seen the commercials for like the green egg, this is kind of the same thing. I like this guy's setup right here. It looks like he has like these might be like two fridges or like uh something like that. He's got a sink. He's got his out electrical outlets. This is a uh, built-in. Uh, looks like gas grill, probably like propane or natural gas. It looks if like they, a flat top. Almost. I, I'm not even going to try and zoom Maybe. in on that. Let's see. But, uh, yeah, so either he has a propane tank or he, if he has a house that has gas uh, stoves in it, he probably has that connected to his gas line, um, which people are like, you know, they, I, whenever we, whenever we buy our first house, I will do anything I can to make sure I get a gas stove because I just can't like, I need to have that gas. Um, and I just find that it cooks stuff better because I'm able to control the heat more. Like I can see how the flame looks, you know, I kind of measure by the flame, um, whenever I'm cooking and it's also good for making tortillas. You know, she, she makes tortillas every now and then. And, um, whenever you heat them up, you got to heat them up in, Traditionally, like whenever we do it, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's in, it's on a gas grill. I also feel like the electric ones they're like harder to maintain the different levels of heat because I've used the one that has like the yeah. circle spiral coil thing. Yeah, and like what are you what are you supposed to like, get out of like the one two three four five six seven eight yeah. nine? Yeah, and like, it gets too hot, and then you burn stuff. It's just like yeah, and then you turn it down, and then it gets too cold, and you mm, have to turn it back up, and it's just playing with it too yeah. much. Like I, I'd rather. If I can see the flame and I see it, like, if I'm trying to sim- bring something to a boil, crank it up all the... Oops, I'm so sorry. You probably, <laughs> probably heard that. 
um, crank it up all the way, and then whenever it starts boiling, reduce it down to a small flame, but not too small. Because if you have it too small, um, the flame might go out, and because it'll be too much gas compared to flame, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense, but mm -hmm. yeah, so the flame might go out. I like the piggy one. Which one? The piggy. Piggy? Yeah. Oh, this? Yeah. Not for that price. <laughs> Sixteen hundred dollars <laughs> for this That's pig. So <laughs> That's crazy. Where do you even put the pellets? <laughs> this is pellet grill, right? Yeah. I think it goes in that little slot on the left. I think that little metal part lifts up, and then you put the pellets. I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> I, you can see right here it has like a little thing to catch the grease right there. So there's mm -hmm. that. Let me see. Can I? I can zoom in, right? Yeah. See, you lift up that little thing. This little thing right here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. See, and then it slides down. I think I that's that, this slant? that that's for the grease. Yeah. Whenever the grease melts, the grease falls down into like a oh, little yeah. little reservoir down here, and it falls into your little bucket. But yeah, I guess so. Huh? That's crazy. I would never pay sixteen hundred dollars <laughs> for this. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But yeah, you know, so that's our that's our episode. That's all we have to talk about. Um, we covered grilling, we covered pan searing or not pan searing, reverse searing the steaks, and got our little video of me cooking that steak and canned foods. Canned foods. How much sodium is in soup? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm still uh, so like I said in the last video or the video before. I'm working on a little song, a little rap song, a little, little razzle-dazzle, get us out the hood. Cover. A little rap cover. Parody. Yeah. And honestly, I, because I always, I'm just like, how hard can it actually be to do a song? And like, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm not a lyrical person. Whenever, whenever it comes out and whenever you hear me like say, it, you're going to be like, okay, Mike these bars are trash but i see you tried mm, yeah. um originally i was gonna do a song uh, a cover of uh the song ransom by lil tecca and i didn't i couldn't get the effects on my voice right because he does use a little bit of auto-tune and um i'm not gonna go and spend i've looked up a bunch of tutorials but all the tutorials they require me to go and buy auto-tune and the free ones whenever i'm trying to do it uh it doesn't work for some reason i don't know why it doesn't like me but Whenever I'm using the auto-tune, or no, I didn't get to use the auto-tune because it's 80 bucks. I'm not going to spend 80 bucks on something I'm going to do once. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not just going to do it. Like, if I was going to actually try and get a career in music and rapping and stuff like that, you know, sure, whatever, I'd make the investment. But I'm not going to do it just because I'm trying to make a little video for my podcast. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and then after that, I didn't like the way, and then uh, I was listening to a song. Uh, called Whoopty by CJ. Uh, it's really catchy. I like it. He's, believe, oh, what part of New York is he from? I know Lil Tech is from, like, from Queens, I think, or I'm not 100% sure, but I know the he. They're both from New York, but like, it's a catchy song. Um, his song is called Whoopty, and my song is going to be called Scoopty. Like, come get the scoop. Come listen to us. We'll. I'm, I'm going to drop a few bars for you real quick. Let me, where's my my handy-dandy notebook? 
if you, I would have a fire extinguisher nearby because I'm about to spit absolute fire. So I'm glad this is at the end of the podcast too because I'm sure most people don't even stick to the end. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So let me go on YouTube here. Get my lyrics ready. I feel bad for everyone in the house because they like hear me rapping. I always turn up my music like whenever I'm listening to it because I don't want to hear myself because I know it probably sounds garbage. But all right. I hope you guys can hear this. Quiz Hub Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Y'all know the vibe. Scoopy, come listen, we'll give you the scoopy. Blue cheese, I sprinkle the chicken with blue cheese on keto, so I put it between two leaves. Man, they love my cooking, asking for two. Please teach you how to make some dinner, no TV. Come visit me, whipping it up at Marcy's. Uh, Quiz Hub, we stay showing food love. Maybe one day we'll get to the Q-Rub. Ribs almost off and it's time to sauce up. Uh, yeah. And then that's all I have. He's he's like, he, he his bars and his flow is just so hard to to match because especially for me i'm absolutely and i've never made a song the closest thing to music i've ever done <laughs> was in band whenever i played the tuba so that was it and um yeah so that's gonna be a work in progress it's probably gonna take a little bit longer because after <laughs> i'm done with this music i probably honestly i'm gonna probably give it like a couple months because it, it's so hard to find time to do this stuff because i, I also want to spend time with her and our and our son and you know, we're saving money because we want to, we're saving it for a house and hopefully we can actually have a house before this world comes to an end. With all this crazy nonsense going on in the world. And yeah, so. Well, that's our video. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed it. We love you guys. And we hope you guys stay safe out there. And yeah. See you next week.